0: hey guys whoa spring is in the air I've got the windows open the birds are chirping it's glorious I'm so excited about spring are you are you excited to be outside it's been such a cold winter so this week was um, something terrifying happened and I just thought I'd share it with you quickly so my I have a son who's 14. And he has celiac disease, which means he can't eat wheat. So it's gluten, like any kind of bread, um, cookies, things like that, crackers. So anything with wheat and then flour. And so we're really strict about it. He's excellent at it. And then me, his mother served him his very favorite food that he'd been begging for, which was this big pot of ramen. It's loaded with kale and spinach and cabbage and carrots and all the good things. And so I love that he loves it. And then my husband was cleaning the kitchen and said, Riley, did you use this box of noodles? And it was complete like wheat flour, no, not gluten-free, like, terrible, terrible. And it was very upsetting. I really were nervous because gray gets volatilely ill. Like, I mean, many, many, many hours of just being excruciatingly sick, extremely sick. He gets hives on his feet and his hands and he's just, it wipes him out. And so of course I felt horrible and I, um, just of course, you know rubbed him to sleep and, and had my pillow and blanket beside him and I slept on his floor and neither one of us got very much sleep. We were kind of just waiting. we had the trash can prepped and for all the things. and um, and I just kept praying and uh, I just kept feeling you know feeling so bad. and so I, I woke up, um, finally went to sleep, woke up, 1:30, not sick, 230, not sick. I'm like, oh this is weird. What's going on? Three thirty. I clearly remember saying, God, you are literally answering, answering this prayer right in front of me. Right. As, as this is happening, I'm watching you work because typically, I mean, of course, Gray has never eaten an entire bowl of noodles. He normally gets just a bite of something by accident or whatever. And it makes him sick. Um, And so, or it's like a flavoring and something, but like this was noodles for crying out loud. And so he eats the whole thing. So 3.30 comes and not sick. And then 6.30 a.m. we wake up and we're like, and of course he's like touching his body, like, you know, looking at himself like, wait a minute, what happened? What happened? Why am I not sick? And guys, he, he didn't get sick. And he, he did say that his stomach felt a little awkward that day, um, you know, and I think he was really nervous, of course, um, but but regardless, he wasn't sick. He ate his breakfast, he ate his lunch, he ate dinner, he was fine, and I don't know exactly what that means, but I know how I felt in that moment, like, especially at 3.30 when I It just genuinely felt like the presence of God was close and my little boy was not suffering even though he should have been, frankly. And so we've really experienced a miracle of God's protection this week. I don't know what it means for the future and um, we're kind of just rolling with it, but very exciting and I knew that you would want to celebrate that with us and it's so important when we see something beautiful and all worthy in our lives that we take the time to celebrate it and it may not be something as extravagant as a physical healing that certainly has never happened to me before in my life um, and I know that it's hard to believe and something that maybe seems rare but there are other things that are happening in our lives. And I talked to Gray about this. Like, don't just be thankful and then move on. But really settle into the thankfulness and and really celebrate it and be in awe of what's happening in your life because it's a practice. It's a mind, a mindset of practice to be in awe of the beauty of life. And so when something happens in your life, that is what brings joy and that's what fills you with peace is to take the time to notice those things because they're happening all around us. Miracles and gifts and blessings, they're happening. They're happening through people or through a song, but we just brush them off or we, we appreciate it for a minute, but then we don't really settle into it. So I encourage you and and me and Gray you know, to really appreciate what happened and enjoy it and let it change you and let it shape you let it soften you you know so this week um, I'm gonna be sharing a little bit about a follow-up about from last week and um, I'm looking forward to talking to you about it Hey, 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 you made it to the Ash and Ivy show where we get to be friends. My name is Riley, and this is just all about creating space to talk about what's going on in life. All the things, the ash, the ivy, it all belongs and we're ready for it. I believe God shows up in every single one of our lives in unique ways. It's so beautiful. It's so fun to experience. Listen, we can create lives that light us up and we can do it together. Let's go. So last week, I kind of gave you just a dump of thoughts. I just literally brain dumped as I drove on the interstate. And so today I really want to dissect that a little bit to share how I use it and what I'm doing with all of those things. And this main thing that I really want to express is that we are made in God's image and each of us is created to be curious and to create and to invite others into life. We, you and I, represent the invisible. And what's important for us to believe is that we are lovely and we are good we bring light to dark places. We illuminate space. You do, just as you are. And yet we have fear that's crippling and, um, and it can steal from us. It can steal our voice. It can steal our future. Um, but frankly, you can get mad at that fear and you can refuse to let it silence you. You have a voice, it's in there, you have a message, nothing is hidden from you, there's no gift that you do not have. And so it's possible to seek beauty in in our life, seek beauty in, in your moments and be filled with awe. And so I talk about a lot, I know I probably talk about it too much maybe, but I talk a lot about finding the beauty in your story. And what I mean by that is seeing the good in experiences and situations and finding the ways that you recovered, that maybe you went through something really hard, but you weren't crushed and you did survive and you do stand. And why is that? What what also was in the bad that allowed you to survive? And it's not easy, right? It's not easy. And some things are just too hard. And there is no good there. You can't find the good, especially when you're in it. And I get that. I get it. It's real. And I am not asking you to name bad things good. Not at all. What I am encouraging you to do is to recognize that shame doesn't have to paralyze you. The bad things don't have to steal your future. Fear doesn't have to cripple you. You were born extraordinary and you are intended for life, real, awakened life. And the God who intends that for you does not abandon you. Instead, he carefully covers you and he guides you. He doesn't leave you. When you hurt, he hurts too. He's your comforter and he is the one who tells you the truth. He guides you through life. He invites you to step into the life that you want. When I'm with him, it's like I know myself best. I feel confident. I feel bold. I feel like I have a voice. I know where I'm going. And yet sometimes, some circumstances or some mindsets don't allow us to step. It leaves us in this feeling of I'm trapped or I'm exhausted, it's just too much. Those are feelings I feel, I feel them all the time, right? It's, it's not like a one and done, oh, I'm healed and better. So I get it, but you know what? This pandemic is just exhausting. The, the state of the world right now is exhausting. And it's okay to confess that. It's okay to admit, I'm tired. This is hard. And every now and then, I kind of realize how exhausted I am. And then, like, everything requires so much effort, you know? And I know that I'm not alone in this. I see it in all of you. I see it. The stress of just mask and the changes in the schools and the changes in educating and the grocery store and just, I mean, everything is so different and stressful. I can see it in my high schooler and he's just carrying this burden. The morale of the school is low. The morale at the hospital has been low, you know? And I've heard that from other parents, like it's hard to be social and we're all feeling these levels of isolation. And then as if that isn't enough, our, our nation is in complete division Like, we are so, we're facing so many divisive issues, which I am happy to face. Um, I am learning to face them. I am learning to step into, but all of it is exhausting. Politics and trying to know the truth or even learn the truth is exhausting. And then relearning the history of the United States is hard and it's draining but standing with our sisters and our brothers is important and learning these things and learning what, what we think is important. It, the My point is I want to do it, but it is heavy. It's heavy and it's okay to say that. And it doesn't negate the importance or the willingness of your heart to say that it's heavy and that I need a break. And sometimes we need to just learn how to step back and rest. Um you know, we can be diligent and disciplined in our work and we can be diligent in our rest. You know, in addition to that, I don't know about your life, but in mine, we're facing some major, major just religious and biblical discussions. I mean, reworking it all and just looking for the truth. That's kind of the overlying thing, whether it's Social or politics or biblical, whatever it is, we're just truth seeking. And that is good and that is right. It is also requiring so much effort, right? And so we're flooded with so many opinions, so much info. It's in our hand, it's in our pocket at all times. And so it's just important to recognize when you're drained. And what's draining you and how do I refuel and how do I set myself up so that I'm actually doing good work and not just working from a place of exhaustion? And so I guess what I've kind of realized is that what drains me the fastest and frankly, I gain nothing from it is just all the hate, all the hate. Because there's one thing, it's one thing to stand up for a cause or something you believe in and state that. This is what I believe and this is why. And it's factual and it's helpful. It's a whole nother thing to bash other humans. What they believe, what they've chosen. And I'm just so, so sad. I just realized, like, I am sad. I'm sad about all the people who have died from COVID. I'm sad about all the people in isolation. I'm sad that so-and-so can say one thing and she's going to get canceled. Like, destroyed, guys. I I mean, I read about this girl who wrote a, a baby book about the alphabet and diverse families and I think that that is stunning and brave and hard work and she said one thing that people didn't like and has and has completely been canceled and destroyed and ridiculed and I am angry on her behalf it is not okay to destroy someone's hard work even if even if you think that she's made a mistake Like her intention matters, you know, am I allowed to say this? I I don't know. I don't know. But I will say, and here we are. So we're just going to say it. There are some people I follow and I don't want to unfollow people. I don't want to let these things divide us. But when I see their name and that they've posted something, I get physical dread in my body. Like, what are they going to say? today that's going to hurt my feelings. You know? I don't unfollow them. I don't know why, but I want friendship. I don't like conflict. And yet I find myself at this crossroads of standing up for what I believe. And this learning that I can't agree with everyone and I can't please everyone. But it's exhausting. And I'm not trying to be so negative. I'm not. This it has a good point, but we, but just sit with me for a minute. Like, on one hand, it's good to bring multiple perspectives to the table, right? We have to have that. That's needed, it's healthy. But hating other people and constantly talking about how others are wrong and how others are failing is hurtful. It's just hurtful and it's hurtful to others. And you know what? That leads me to Meghan Markle. And let's just be honest I'm angry. I am angry at people who are hating her because when a woman stands up or anyone stands up and tells their story, that takes insane courage. And then for her to be told that she is taking up too much space, it's not okay. She is not taking up too much space. Every time... Every time we say something like that to another person, we're silencing them in their pain. Meghan Markle will probably never read your post, right? Okay. But does that give us the freedom to just say something against someone else? I don't think so. And the reason I don't think so is because it silences other people who need to speak out. Maybe we don't share our story with Oprah. I mean, right? But it doesn't matter because the small person, the person who doesn't have space with Oprah also needs to share her story. And there's so much freedom that comes in sharing. And when we see other people being shamed for sharing their story, it silences us. It steals our voice and it steals our freedom, and it steals our future. I want women to be able to tell their story, tell their pain, share their hurt without being bashed or without feeling like they're taking up too much space in the world because there is enough space for you and for me and for her. Every time I talk, I battle the voice that says, no one wants to hear what you have to say. You talk too much. Your story is actually not a big deal at all. Why are you even in pain? Like that's kind of silly. It was so long ago. Who even cares? I, every time I have to battle it. And then after I share, I have to like deal with my vulnerability and the fear of rejection. And so then when other people share and they are bashed, then it makes me feel like anyone who says to me, oh, there's space for you. I'm so glad you're being brave. It makes me feel like they're lying and it makes me feel skeptical and it makes me want to be quiet and live in my safe place. Standing up for truth and life is a big deal and it's brave. And I just want us to remember that other people are made in God's image, they're divine and they're beautiful and they might take up space in the world. And that is okay. It's okay. Because I mean, just for Megan, we talk as if money should eliminate her need for safety and love. What? That's absurd. Of course, it doesn't matter who you are. You are always going to need security and love, acceptance, It's foolish to dismiss her emotional needs because she has money or because she's in the spotlight. Oh, guys, let's do better. (laughs) I hate that line. And yet it makes sense, right? Let's do better. Let's stand up for one another. Um, Beth Moore stands up. Okay. So Beth Moore is like, I'm not even kidding. She's like my first love. She has been my idol from the beginning. I love her now more than ever. I'm in awe of how she speaks her mind, regardless of the expectations put on her. And so now she has stepped out from under those expectations. And I'm just so proud of her. She is the leader um, in the Southern Baptist Convention. She is the lead woman. Like she leads in Bible study, teaching and, and that kind of thing. Um, but a lot of scrutiny has been put on her for teaching because women um, can't be the lead pastor and things like that. And, and a variety of other things that she has stood up for and are stood up against. And, and I just am proud that she's done maybe with this idea of waiting on the good, like I can hold out and wait and fight for the good in this space. And there has to come a time where you just stand up for what you believe is right. And um, I think we can all follow her lead. I'm so thankful for her willingness to take up space and take a stand for equality. I'm so thankful. You know, last week, um, Amanda Gorman was followed by a security guard. And I am so embarrassed to confess this, That when I heard about it, I thought, because I'm naive and sheltered and have no experience of this, um, and even though I've learned and learned and learned, I have so much more to learn. Um, so anyway, my my first thought was, well, maybe the security guard wanted to make sure she got home safely, right? I mean, that would be the nice thing. No, that's not what happened. I when I read her story, I read that the security guard questioned her and called her suspicious. When she was at her own home in her own neighborhood, I was so mad. And I believe her and I believe Megan. And when someone shares their life, we need to be filled with compassion, not judgment. To see that person as divine, to see the divine in that person and value them. I don't understand all the nuances, right? But I commit to listening and standing. And so... I'll always stand for seeing the image of God in every person, every single person. So last week on that video, or it's not a video, it's the recording, I talked about just finding Jesus in others. And I would love to travel. I mean, I would love to learn who Jesus is in a tribe or who Jesus is in another country. Um but and just learning like beyond myself and what I know about him to be true, but learning what, what it means for him in other places. But I'm kind of realizing that I don't have to go across the world for that because it's clearly happening, you know, around here that that God is unique in us. And yes, of course, he is the same in some ways, but in each of us, he shows himself uniquely and what a gift, what a special thing. Um, believing that God moves and breathes and has his being through me is, is the reason I live, right? It's the reason I can love others. It's, it's the invitation to not staying trapped, that I don't. I didn't have to keep living in the numbness that I was walking in. And I don't have to stay silent or removed from opinion or removed from life. Um, I think, like as an Enneagram three, in stress I arrow towards a nine, which is peacekeeping. And what happens is I shut down. So if I'm too stressed or if it's overwhelming then I go to this place of no opinion. I'm just going to let it go. I'm going to sit back. I'm going to let life happen to me. Um, and, And that's my place of stress. Obviously nines went in a place of health that's beautiful and sweet and needed. And, and I have so many nine friends and I love it. But for me as a three, that is not healthy. That's not healthy for me to go into a place of shutdown. Um, And so the other arrow is in health, it points to a six, which is a place of being prepared, right? And so um, being prepared means leaning in close and listening and learning whatever it is that we need to learn and standing for it, right? And so... I don't want to just sit back and let life happen to me. Like I want to learn my own heart's desire and stir up my complacency and fight for life. I want to fight for my neighbor. I want to fight for my sister. I want to stand for things that are important. And sometimes that doesn't mean saving the world. Like that's not what I'm talking about. I might be talking about in your own home in your own home, being willing to tell the truth and, and speaking up for what's right and what's true. And that might be really, really scary. I've shared with you many times how much I hate being vulnerable. Um, and you're right. Like, I know you're thinking, yeah, but if I stirred up the truth in my home, it would stir up some, that's not peacekeeping, right? Well, Maybe not, but is it making peace eventually? Would you regret being true to yourself and fighting for what's right and good? I don't know. I don't think so. I think there's value in speaking up for your life, speaking up for people, exploring exploring your heart, exploring the world. That's how we find the good, and it's how we... S- Choose the joy, and I don't have all the answers to this, guys. I mean, I know that this is complicated, and I have gone way, way out on a limb telling you all of these things, and I might regret it. I don't know, but fighting for freedom, fighting for God's image in you, and fighting for God's image in others is always going to be worth it. And we are warriors. We are warriors, and we are beautiful, and we were made for more. So let's stand with each other. Wow, this stuff lights me up every time. And I want to hear from you. It's your turn. So listen, first, I want to thank you for subscribing to this podcast. That means the world to me. Reviewing and sharing the show is the best way to help it grow and is the greatest gift to me. So if you like what you hear, please pop it in your stories and tag me. Thanks.